0: Hey guys, welcome to Tyson's Fitness Tips Podcast. If you want to lose weight, increase your energy, improve your health and fitness and look your best, then you have come to the right place. My name is Tyson Brown. I'm a personal trainer and my job is to help you transform your body by sharing with you the most up-to-date information on health and fitness. I'm going to distill it all down for you into bite-sized, actionable steps that you can take immediately to see results quickly. Now, every Tuesday and Thursday, you can expect a brand new episode, which will be a mixture of interviews with top experts from around the world in the fitness space, and as well as solo episodes from myself, sharing with you exactly what action steps you need to take to transform your health, your body, and your life. Also, don't forget to listen all the way to the end of the show, because in the middle, I'm going to share with you a time-saving tip, and it might just be a game-changer. I know you're short on time, and this one can save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. So, let's get into the show. What is up, guys? It is Tyson Brown here, and welcome to another episode of Tyson's Fitness Tips. So, today is another call with me and my friend Jordan here, who is over from the States. Now, I've been following Jordan for a while now, and especially because he's actually been training someone who's very popular overseas, who I like to follow, who's Gary Vaynerchuk. So, I'm really excited to have Jordan on here today because he has a wealth of information, and he's actually got a lot of experience in different areas. So, Jordan, thanks for coming on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with health and fitness?
1: Well, dude, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. Um, basically, I um, my name is Jordan Sait. I grew up as a wrestler. Wrestling was how like my introduction to all this since I was eight years old. Just outrageously intense with that, and then um, I got to high school and fortunately did really well in wrestling. Made made varsity as a freshman, and that sort of sparked my interest in. Like, I had to figure out how to be really high performance while cutting a ton of weight. I was cutting from 112 to 103 every week to compete. Um, and I got really into kettlebells at 14 years old. So I actually got a, my first personal training job at 14 is partly to get better at wrestling and partly just because I got really obsessed with, uh, with fitness. And so I found an like a underground kettlebell gym when I was 14, and they, uh, they took me in. I, I started coaching there. Um, for all of my high school, I was coaching people. And, um, and then after high school, what happened is I took a year off of school and I, I went to Israel for a year, uh, traveled. I, I really started to get into building my own personal training business, just coaching people. I ran boot camps and blah, blah, blah. At the same time, getting really involved in powerlifting, um did very well in, in powerlifting. I was really fortunate just like very very just genetically blessed and um started competing in that when I came back from Israel, I went to school for for uh strength training and nutrition and uh eventually my at the end of my freshman year I was invited to train at Westside Barbell, which for anybody who doesn't know is just like the mecca of powerlifting. So went to Columbus, Ohio for a while, a trained under Louis Simmons. Then I the following Winter I went to Cressy Sports Performance in Boston and I trained there for a while and I interned under Cressy and Tony Gentle Corps. Uh, and all the while at this time I was competing in powerlifting. I did, again, fortunately, I was really fortunate to do well. Uh started making a name for myself in that. Um, my like the big thing I'm mostly known for in powerlifting, I was able to deadlift four times my body weight. I did I pulled a 535 at 132. Um, And then sort of like all along the way, my website was building, my online business was building uh, until when I graduated college, I was just solely working online. Um, I actually ended up moving back to Israel after college. I just was working from my computer. And then about just about a year ago now, actually, I got a, a really great opportunity to coach Gary Vaynerchuk. So moved from Tel Aviv to New York City. And now I am coaching Gary Vaynerchuk daily
0: well very very cool so as you guys can hear he's trained under a fair few of some very very highly regarded people in the fitness industry and Jordan's got a lot of experience under his belt with powerlifting doing nutritional things like Chris's nutrition which I've done and I absolutely love that course and also with the West side barbell did you have you get are you gonna watch the ad documentary that's coming out about that Oh, you bet I am, man. I've been talking to them about it a little bit. I, I'm still in contact with them pretty
1: frequently, and uh, I, I'm stoked because just from what I've seen, what I've heard, it, it looks phenomenal. And what I'm really excited about with the documentary, from what I can tell so far, is it's not just all about, like, the good stuff. Like, there, from what I can see, there's actually a fair amount of, like, the people who love it and also the people who hate it, and that is, like... That's what I'm really stoked about because Louis is he, Louis is the most generous, the nicest guy in the world. And if you don't know who he is, Louis is the owner of West Side Barbell. Dude's like 70 years old. He's still deadlifts over 700 pounds. He's just a freak of nature and the most generous, nice guy ever. He's like he was like a father to me when I was there. Um, and but Louis is he's a beast, and he'll be the first one to say like I'm not for everybody. A lot of people won't like me but like he's really like you don't like me fuck you <laughs> like yeah. i'm really excited to have like the 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 people who love him and the people who hate him
0: on this documentary that is awesome yeah guys for those of you who don't know much about west side i'm actually going to put the trailer in the show notes so you can have a look at it because it's just it's just a really really cool documentary that's going to be coming out and these guys are powerhouses
1: Actually, this is a, a a quick and cool story. Like just to give you an idea of Westside Barbell and how it works, um, w- the whole reason I was able to go there is because I was competing in powerlifting. I was a lightweight, 132, and I I wrote Louis Simmons an email being like, "Hey, man, listen, I wanna I wanna like learn from you. You're the best there is." Uh, and I wrote that email because soon before that. Louis had wrote an article being like, we're looking for a lightweight lifter. Like we have all heavyweights, their weakest, uh, their, their like lightest guy was 275 pounds. Like that was their, there was their <laughs> small guy. Um, not even kidding. And so I wrote, I was like, I want to like, I'll take the trash out. I'll scrub the floors. Like I'll do whatever. And, uh, his email back to me and I have this email to this day was our weakest guy squats 800 pounds. What do you have to offer? Um, and that was, that was his first email back to me. And like, that's just their weakest, smallest guy squatted 800 pounds. That was like the chump of the group. (laughs) So like, this is quite literally, they have more world records. They have the strongest people in the world. And this isn't like a gym where you swipe your card and you walk in and like, it's a, you know, you get your towel and whatever. It's like the only way that you go to this gym is if you're invited. Like, there's no sign on the door. You don't know it's there. It's in a garage. Like, the only way you know where it is and the only way you get there is if you're invited to go and they give you the address. It's, like, blood shock. Like, this is this is a no-joke gym where if you walk in there, you're walking among some of the most strongest and most dangerous people you could ever imagine. But also, simultaneously, some of the nicest and most generous people I've ever met.
0: That is awesome. Oh, man. If I only, like... The things you must have seen in there in that time too would have been very, very cool. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
1: like what they always say, Louis always says is like, you don't train West Side because everyone's always like, I'm using, I'm training West am training West Side at barbell, and Louis is always like, you're not training West Side unless you're in West Side, like. And it's something I like. I didn't understand. You don't get it until you're there. Like, you don't understand West Side until you actually go there and talk to Louis and see what people are doing. And just because people found like. A, a random West Side program online and try running. It's like, no, you're not doing West Side. You're doing like what you think West Side does. When you go there and you see what it's actually like, man, it's a different world, and it is out of it. It's like it'll blow your fucking mind.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so let's get a little bit back on a topic, and let's have a let's. The first thing I really want to talk to you, Jordan, about is like coming up through your training, coming up through all that stuff what was some because everyone always looks at personal trainers now like oh you know you must be perfect you never have any mistakes but things like that but we make a lot of mistakes coming through like going through the years so what was some what was our big either fitness or nutritional or what's one mistake you commonly made when you were coming up in your fitness career
1: oh man i still make mistakes every day i'm a big believer in like failure way to success like that's just how it works it's like Failure way to success. Like you, you will never just have like success after success after success. You're going to have more failures than you will have like big successes. And the difference between the people who succeed in the long run and the people who don't are the ones who are willing to keep on working, keep on fighting, keep on grinding, even and especially when they feel like they're done, when they feel like there's no hope. That's what's going to make you win long term. Um, and so I still fail every day. I, I, and honestly, I've gotten to the point where I love it because every time I fail, I'm like, fuck yeah, one step closer. And I know that means like people who are competing. It's like people who, people who are, I know when they fail, like they're going to get more demoralized. So I'm like, well, cool. Like I get failure. I fail and I get pumped. Whereas other people fail and they're like, oh shit, I guess I should quit. So number one is if you feel like it's just never going to happen, embrace that and keep on going. Cause if you keep on trying, it's going to work. Um, I think probably, and this is somewhat related, but the number one mistake that I see people making, especially with their nutrition, is they, they, two things. Number one is they they are good all week and then they treat the weekend like it doesn't matter. They're like, ah, it's free for all. And, Sometimes they don't even realize they're doing that. Like they're not even conscious of it. Like they don't realize, okay, they're going out Friday night and they're eating a ton. And then they're waking up Saturday and they're having a big breakfast. And then Saturday afternoon, they're having a ton. Sunday, they're having a big breakfast. They don't realize it, but it's happening. And they just, in their mind, they think they're having more leeway, but they're literally undoing everything they did the entire week. So number one, calories on the weekend still count. So it's really important. It's important to have leeway. It's important to be, have moderation in your diet. But if you let go the entire weekend, guarantee you're going to screw yourself over and you're you're going to stall out your progress and maybe even go backwards. It's not that hard to undo that over the weekend. Like it's very easy to eat that many calories. Um, number two is a lot of people like let's say let's say for example, like I, they just take my advice, right? They're like, okay, cool, I'm going to be better on the weekends. Then on Friday night. They go out and they're they're like oh shit like I had beers I had pizza like I totally like didn't stick to what I was gonna say they're like ah fuck it and then they're like I'll get back on track on Monday and they do it again the entire weekend they wake up on Saturday ah oh, damn like well I already screwed up last night so whatever like I'll just keep on I'll just wait until next week to start over no 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 that is the worst mindset to get into you, the best thing that I can tell you is you are always one bite away from being right back on track just one bite that's it. And if you go out on Friday night, you have beers and pizza and cake or whatever. And let's say you go over by like 1,000 calories, right? And then you wake up on Saturday and start it hard and you get right back into it. You could save yourself six, 7,000 plus calories just because you got right back into it. Whereas it's like, ah, screw it. And you have the pancakes and the waffles and the whatever. You're, you're digging yourself a deeper hole. Like just get right back on track immediately and you're good.
0: I really, really like that tip, and it's actually funny, because I was talking about this in my video blog yesterday, like, so yesterday, uh, for example, guys, I um, went and did a high intensity session, it was really, really good, and then I had a friend bring in some donuts, and I'm not really, I don't, you know, if that stuff doesn't come to me, I won't eat it much, but yesterday, I was like, you know what, I want some sugar, and I went nuts with it, so I had a couple of donuts, and I thought, I can either just throw away the rest of the week, like. Most people do, or I say, you know what, I fucked up today. Let me get back straight back on track tomorrow. Or even if you guys stomach for the day, let's say someone brings in cake for lunch or something like that. If you have that big piece of cake, you can still reduce the amount of food you eat for the rest of the day to make it less detrimental. You just clean up your carbohydrates and your fats. It's pretty simple, isn't it, Jordan? If you have that mindset of, okay, I'm not going to wait till next week. Like, Just get straight back on track. Like you said, I like that you're only one bite away from getting back on track.
1: That's it, man. I, that's, that's what I always tell my clients is you're always one bite away from being right back on track. And that's like uh, – that coupled with – and I also say this too is you can't fuck up. Like a lot of people, they'll use that excuse that like – it's an excuse is when they say I fucked up. It's like uh, they're like, oh, I fucked up. I might as well get back on track on Monday. It's like if you understand that you can't fuck up as long as you get right back on track immediately – then it's no longer an excuse. It's no longer a reason to not um, to not get back on track. Because that people use the "I screwed up, I fucked up" as the excuse to not get back on track. And my sort of way to just eliminate that is, you can't screw up. You you just as long as you get back on track, you
0: didn't screw up. And so it's sort of like that sort of like puts a stopper in it once and for all. Absolutely. All right. Cool. So I really like that acting step. So, guys, as soon as, if you do make, okay, if you do make some type of error, you can get straight back on track because you're only one bite away. And also making sure that on the weekends, you're still looking at the food you're, like, you know, you're still tracking the food you're eating because just because you have like waffles and pancakes in the morning on a Saturday, yeah, that's still calories that are going into your body. So, tracking the food and making sure that you jump straight back on track when you do make that slight mistake and it's only a small mistake for a short amount of time that's it awesome all right so that's a little bit about nutrition now let's talk about training jordan what about when it comes to training what are some common things you notice that guys make in the gym or whether it be outside of the gym that could be hurting their training
1: um let's see that are hurting their training um that's a really good question let's see in terms of Okay, so so actually, do
0: you have do you do you know if a
1: lot do you have a lot of people powerlifting listening or not
0: so much? You know what? Let's talk about it anyways because it could educate the guys a little bit. Got it. Okay, so with powerlifters, a lot of people, even if like you're
1: not competitive, but the people who train a powerlifting style, sorry, Jordan, stop in two
0: seconds. Yeah, yeah, guys. Just really quickly, I'll just let you know. Powerlifting is lifting extremely heavy weights, and you basically it's three big exercises you've got the squat the deadlift and the bench press okay so this is lifting really heavy weights and you're trying to go for a one rep max maximum in competition just to clear right it.
1: so so and thank you for that so like the I, and that actually sort of plays into what i'm about to say is like the competition the sport of power lifting is lifting as much as you possibly can for one rep um in the squat, bench, press, and deadlift. That is the competition. That's when you go in and you like, that's like your peak, that's what you're showing people. But what a lot of people mistake, like they, they, they hear that and they're like, oh, okay. So when you go train, you should just be lifting as much as you possibly can for one rep in the squat, bench, rest, and deadlift. And that is a huge mistake because the way I look at it is it, it's the difference between building versus testing. When you go to competition for powerlifting, you're testing your one rep max. When you're not at competition, you're building, and the difference between building and testing is is drastic. Just because the competition is testing does not mean you build it this like in the same way. So when I'm training for a competition, when I have a client that I'm coaching for a competition, I'm not having them test their one rep max almost ever. Most of their their training is uh, between a three rep range to like a twelve rep range, like. I think that's one of the major, major misconceptions is like, oh, so if you're powerlifting, you have to lift insanely heavy. Well, no, actually, most of the time it's more moderate and you're doing more repetitions and you're building muscle and you're going higher rep and getting like getting that more that volume in and that intensity, the higher, higher weight, lower rep intensity style training is in a short period of time before you compete. Um, and so the one of the major mistakes I see people doing is they go too heavy too often and they don't get enough volume in their training. What I mean by that is they don't get enough reps in. They're doing too many ones and twos and threes and even fours and fives. And if you really want to build muscle, like you actually want to put muscle in your frame, get your muscles bigger, you have to get used to going in the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 repetition range and cutting your rest periods, not standing around for three minutes, um, and actually pushing the pace, getting the muscle burn, um, and actually feeling the muscles work as opposed to only trying to lift as much as you possibly can.
0: Okay, so basically we when you think about powerlifting, you think about lifting heavy weights, but we don't always want to apply that straight into the gym and try and always go as hard as we can. Competition is for when we really test our true strength. But we want to be practicing our strength in the gym by slow, obviously lifting heavy, but not extremely heavy, and also still having the higher rep range too to get that muscle burn, to still work in some volume, to get the overall benefits of lifting weights.
1: hundred percent. Think of it like this: like imagine if if you had an exam in school, and imagine like your teacher like wanted you to, to to learn the curriculum. And day one, you they walk you walked in and they gave you an exam to test your current knowledge in that um, in that topic. And then every day thereafter, they gave you the same test over and over and over again without actually teaching you anything to see if anything changed. There's just testing and testing and testing. Your knowledge wouldn't change at all. Like you would still get the same freaking score unless you're guessing differently. Whereas what'll happen is they may give you an initial test to get your baseline, and then they'll spend the entire semester teaching you getting like that's quote unquote getting your reps in they'll teach you all everything you need to know in an order you need to know it and it's going to be tough it's going to be like you're learning it you have to study it and then at the end they'll test you again and ideally if you actually put in the time and effort you'll test higher that's the same thing with strength training and max strength is that you go in you test initially you get your what your one rep max is and then you spend the next 12 weeks getting your reps in, going higher rep, getting more volume in, and then you retest, and then you're stronger. If all you do is go in every day and test your max strength, you're not going to get stronger.
0: I really like that. That was a really good analogy that you just shared with us. I really like that one. I just made it up on the spot right there. And I'm actually really <laughs> glad. <laughs> that was really cool. All right, guys. So yes, lifting heavy is important, but not always putting yourself in a red line position is going to get you anywhere, especially when your goal, not everyone's goal is to just get stronger. I mean, sorry, not everyone's goal is to go and get powerlifting, but you still want to be able to get stronger in the gym over time. And if you keep redlining it and there's not enough recovery, you're not going to get anywhere fast, eh? Tyson's time-saving tip. Today, we're talking about grocery storage. One of the best things you can do to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of energy is have Tupperware everywhere. Have containers everywhere so you've got things to put them in because there is nothing worse than having to cut up something and then put it in a container and then try and find out where you've got it and it just goes on and on and on. But the more containers you have, the more able you're able to put and store things in each one and have it all sorted out in the fridge because when you're trying to search three or four different containers that contain so many different ingredients and foods, it's so hard to find the one you want. But if you separate each single individual item into different containers, you're going to have it there. You're going to have it sorted. You can put it in the freezer. You can take some containers to work. You've got them wherever you go. And that way, you're never on. You're never left without one because the worst thing you can do is say, all right, I'm going to be doing my meal prep or I'm going to get something sorted. And then you don't have a container to sort it in. I keep containers with everything. Honestly, I've got yogurt containers to put food in. I've got glass containers. I've got plastic containers. I've got uh, old ice cream containers from my old uh, from my housemates because I don't really I make sure I don't eat ice cream because <laughs> it's just gonna go really really quickly but I've got all these containers there to store all the foods in and I've even got containers at work for when times come up because sometimes you might forget a meal but if you've got containers full of food that's in the freezer then you're saving yourself a lot of time to having to run down to the store pick something up for lunch, probably make a bad choice, and then come back. So make Tupperware your friend and just bulk buy a whole lot of containers and keep them with you for any time of the day because you never know when you're going to need them. And I'm telling you one thing, this is going to save you a lot of time and a lot of mucking around trying to find out where all that food is. That is your time-saving tip. Now let's get back into the episode. Yep, that's it, man. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so... Guys, really simple, actionable step, like I said, for this one. It's more about you know looking at how you can periodize these things into your workout, not training as hard all the time, and you still want to get that muscle burn, so you've still got to go up into that higher rep range. And that's actually when I first, before I got myself a powerlifting coach, and I just tried to powerlift myself, I thought, I just followed the... the uh, The analogy that they had, you know, you don't go above five repetitions. And to be honest, my body composition completely changed over time. Like, I started not to lose muscle mass, but I started putting on more body fat than anything else because I was just doing really low repetitions, coming in, um, and just not giving, you know, doing enough volume, like you said, Jordan. So, I've absolutely made that mistake.
1: Dude, I've made that mistake, too. I think most people have... And um, it's interesting. What will happen is if you do that for too long, you're going to add body fat. Um, your, your muscle density will go down. It 100% will. And odds are if you're only going heavy, your joints are going to start hating you. You're not going to be as athletic. Like I think – and this is what most people don't get about west side. People are like, oh, I'm, go- I'm doing west side. I'm only lifting my one rep max. And I'm like, you're an idiot because if you actually were doing west side, number one, you'd be in the gym. Number two is you'd understand they do a ton of high-volume work. A lot of it is very bodybuilding esque, and I think the best powerlifting programs actually represent have a lot of bodybuilding built into it. In the same way that a lot of bodybuilding programs, the best bodybuilding programs have powerlifting built in, built into it. It's not one or the other. It's not black and white. You got to have a, have a mix of the best of both worlds.
0: Absolutely, it's a combination. Especially when you look at the old school lifters, like you know, you look at Arnold and people like that. They weren't just doing bodybuilding stuff. They were lifting heavyweights too. Dude, Arnold was a beast, man. That guy was squatting and deadlifting a ton of weight. Like,
1: he was not like, gr- like he he was not as strong as an elite powerlifter. But I mean, that dude was repping some very high weights. Same, like, you think about like Ronnie Coleman. I mean, the dude w- squatted eight hundred pounds twice, and he's one of the best bodybuilders ever to live. It's like these guys. Like, do you have to get that strong? No. And unfortunately, Ronnie's had some serious health issues because of it. But regardless, the point is. If you want to get more muscular and bigger, you should have some powerlifting in there. And if you want to get stronger and, and have a better powerlifting
0: total, you should probably have some bodybuilding in there. Absolutely. And so how would you... Okay, Jordan, well then, let's go a little bit deeper on this. How would you recommend, um, if someone thought about that, let's say they train four days a week, they do an upper body, lower body split, and they wanted to get... They wanted to gain strength. They also wanted to gain muscle too. So, like, why don't you give us an idea? What rep ranges would they be using during a week? Just to give you an example. For for strength or for, or for muscle or both? Let's say their goal was both because not like, you know, we don't have a lot of people who want to compete in competition. Some people just want to increase their strength and look better. So, let's say both.
1: Okay. Awesome. So like generally the way I would structure it is the first move of the day is what I call your main movement. All right. So your first exercise of the day is your main move. And that should probably be somewhere between four to six reps. All right. So like relatively heavy weight between four to six reps. Um, so let's say you're doing bench press, you go down, you do like three to five sets of four to six reps, somewhere in that range. Could be three sets of six, could be five sets of four, anywhere in there. Totally fine. After that, that's when you start going higher rep range, So you do three sets of eight, three sets of 12. And what I always, like, my general structure is you start with lower rep ranges, higher weight, and you, as the workout progresses, you go higher rep ranges, lower weight. So it might be, like, four sets of five. Then the next movement might be, like, three sets of eight. Then the next movement b- might be three sets of 12. And then the last movement could be, like, two or three sets of 20. And then, boom, you're done.
0: Wow, okay, cool. And they could do that. Okay, that's really, really cool. That's what I like to recommend with most of my clients. They always start with a heavy compound movement. It's going to be the hardest thing to do and it's going to recruit the most amount of muscle mass so you can actually produce the most amount of strength. So, guys, if it was going to be a lower body day, you've got something like squat or a deadlift. An upper body day would be something like a military press or a bench press or a pull-up depending on what your goals are. But you always want to start with a big, heavy compound movement first. Exactly, 100%. Cool. And then, so, so how long could, like, let's give an example here, Jordan. Let's say they did follow that. How long to, do you recommend most of your clients or, like, the people you talk to re- stay in the gym? Because there's a lot of back and forth about should they be in there for an hour or an hour and a half or 45? Like, what's a general guideline you would say, you know what, in order to get a decent amount of work done, you should be able to stay in the gym for X amount of time?
1: honestly, myself and my clients, like none of us are in the gym longer than an hour. Um, some of my clients, the people who like to warm up for longer, they'll be in the gym for 75 minutes, but that's just because they're warming up more. Like maybe they travel a lot. Maybe they just, they, they like warming up. They want to do a bunch of movements, but they're not actually like going hard in the gym in terms of like going nuts for over an hour. It's like, honestly, for me, my, my session is about a 10 to 12 minute warm up followed by, like, a 40-minute training session
0: that's hard and I'm out, and that's it. Yep. Awesome. I love it. I like that. The now, like, it's enough. If you're... Honestly, guys, if you're over spending time on an hour, one, you're probably competing for something and you need to spend longer, or two, you're probably just fucking around and not pushing yourself hard enough, or your rest periods are too long, or you're just... You're just not training as intense. Like I said, like, you know, we don't need to be there. People think we need to spend ridiculous amounts of time in there and you honestly don't you get in there you do what you need to do for the day and you get out and you enjoy the rest of your time because the the one thing for me i'm not sure how you go jordan but after about an hour i start to actually get like you know bored type of thing like i start to get distracted and my workout you can just see how your focus and your performance just plummets
1: a hundred percent and here's here's sort of the the sort of way i look at it most people who go to the gym and even guys who are listening to this right now I guarantee there are guys listening to this right now who are like okay cool I get I don't need to be there an hour but if I'm there for 2 hours I could get way more work in and do better and that's a really um short-sighted way of looking at it and usually the the reason for looking at it like that is because you feel like after an hour most of those guys who think that are like well I'm still fresh I can still go and they want to go until they're demoralized, until they can barely lift their arms, until they're sweating, until like they're so, they're so like completely just drained. And they like they'll literally walk out of the gym, and I know because I used to do this. They're like, oh man, that workout just crushed me. And that mindset is chasing a feeling instead of chasing a result. And odds are, most of the guys who are saying like, oh no, like I know I should only be there, I only have to be there an hour, but I'm going to go two hours. They they're and they're not actually happy with their results. They're like, they're in a perpetual cycle of looking. They still want more. They're not getting the results they want. So they're going longer, going harder. And meanwhile, they're still not, they're not getting stronger the way they want to. They're not building the muscle they want to. And if you can look at yourself objectively and realize you're chasing a feeling and not a result, if you haven't been getting the results you want, you need to make a change. And odds are, if you limit yourself to an hour, you'll get more quality work in and give yourself enough of a stimulus to actually get a result as opposed to a feeling in the short term. And that's what most people really struggle with is chasing a feeling is cool if you actually don't want to get the results you want long term. Chasing a result in actual legit like, okay, like I was bench pressing this and my body fat was this. Now I'm bench pressing this, my body fat is this, and I've actually been in the gym for half the time. Like that's a huge win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I wish you told that to my 16-year-old self because I used to be a dom's chaser. That's all I used to do try and make yeah, myself man. as sore as possible every workout. That that dude, the only reason I say that with so much confidence
1: is because I was the same way, man. Like I totally thought I had to be demoralized. I like the example I used to use was like I'm so sore I can't even put shampoo in my hair cuz I can't lift my arms up. And like I thought that was good. I wore that as a badge of honor. I thought that was what I needed to do. And when you first start doing something, you sh- you see results with anything. Like you could do the dumbest program in the world and you're going to see results because you're a newbie and whatever. But like as you go on two years, three years in the game and all of a sudden you're not getting the results you want, it's like you better start doing something smart. You better start – stop chasing the feeling and start chasing the actual proven result or you're going to either burn out
0: or hurt yourself. Absolutely. And guys, like that's that's a really key point. You do not need to – you do not need to be sore after every single workout you you should like that should actually be when you start a new workout or a new workout program you will get sore okay because it's going to be new exercises new stimulus for your body but if you're constantly trying to chase that muscle soreness you're just wearing yourself out over time and you're not going to get the results like jordan said we've made these mistakes before and we are telling you this now so you don't have to
1: yeah like that's a really good point is we're telling you this not for shits and giggles. Like, this is because it's like, hey, we had a conversation before we started recording. Be like, hey, let's tell them this. Like, ha, ha, ha. No, like, we're actually telling you this because it's true. And, like, it's very easy in the fitness industry. If you want to find a sellout in the fitness industry, find someone trying to sell you all their supplements. That's the person who's trying to make money off you. We're telling you this because it's just proven science. It's fact. Like, take it or leave it. But we're there's a reason we're not trying to sell you, like,
0: a supplement or something because if it's very easy if you want to do that. We're just telling you this because it's true exactly right so we've talked about nutrition we've talked about training we've we've shared some really good you know insights with you guys in the last couple like in the last half an hour we've just been sharing and the one thing i want to ask though jordan is so we've talked about all these things when it comes to uh anything else you would recommend like let's say the top three things you would recommend people do every day what would you say they would do would it be Exercise every day. Would it be drink water, like drink some type of water? What What would you say that you tell your clients? Hey, if you could have three things that are going to make your health and fitness better, what would you do?
1: Three things gonna make your health and fitness every day. Just like things that you have to do every day. Simple little habits I um, can do every day. Uh, honestly, number one, I would what I would do is um is I would the first, It's not even like a actual like nutrition or strength training. Number one is I would get up and the first thing I would do is make your bed. Make and the whole the reason I say that is because starting your day with an action of discipline is in my opinion the best way to start your day. You wake up, you roll out of bed, make it immediately that's the first thing you do because that is for me it's been a huge mindset changer and we didn't talk about it too much today i talked about it a lot and maybe i could hop on again and talk about it another time but mindset is everything and it's sort of why we spoke why i spoke about like uh you can't fuck it up type thing that's all mindset stuff um if you get in the right mindset from the very beginning you're going to do a lot better throughout the day so for me i make my bed and i write three goals down for the day and and everything like basically at the end of the day those three goals have to be met. I don't do more. Some people are like, well, what about 10 goals? It's like, no, like, if you try and do 10 goals, you're going to do none. Make your bed three goals, boom. Do those three, do that, and I guarantee you're going to be way more productive, way happier. And, like, it might be, like, might be, like, all right, like, I'm going to make my bed, and then I'm going to drink, uh, I'm going to drink a glass of water every two hours. That might be one of your goals. Make that happen. Um, so we'll say, like, number one, make your bed. Number two, write three goals down. Um, number three, I'll say, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Number three, here's, here's the last one. If you haven't already, um, spend the next 30 days, we'll call it, not even 60, we'll spend the next 30 days tracking how many calories you're eating meticulously. Just do it for 30 days. I don't want you to do it for the rest of your life. But if you're not as defined as you want to be, if you're not, if you're not as low a body fat as you want to be. I can guarantee you you're eating too many calories and you don't know it. Even if you're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Do it. Just try it. 30 days. What do you have to lose? Spend 30 days tracking every freaking calorie that goes in your mouth, every liquid, every snack that you put in your mouth, everything, every like time you put oil on the pan and you're cooking, those all those calories count. Track them meticulously. See where you're at. And odds are if you're not losing losing body fat
0: the way you want, you're eating too much. Awesome. I love it. Guys use an app uh, called My Fitness Pal or you can use um, Mike's Macros that I've talked to you guys about before there's plenty of apps out there to do it but you can't you can't if you don't measure it you don't know what's going to happen like oh I'm not I'm not losing fat well how much are you eating I don't know uh, I'm not gaining muscle well are you eating enough food I don't, uh well I eat this today and I eat this. you've got to track it over time even though I've you know I've been in the, like I don't know about you Jordan do you still track your food every day no, I don't, but I did for two years meticulously. Nice. Okay. So I'm still, I'm a little bit of a creature of habit and I will still like to track my food just to see, okay, this is what I'm consuming during the day. And it's it's just become so easy for me now, guys, for me to go, oh, wow, I've actually, you know, I, I had way too much fat today or I had way too much carbohydrates and that's. And then you're going to see okay, this is what happens, like, if you're weighing yourself on the scale, and you go, oh, my God, like, I'm a kilo heavier, okay, last night, I had more carbohydrates, that means you're holding more water, or you might have gone out, and you're holding more salt, because you went to a, like, you went out to a restaurant, and you can start to actually see all these little things when you start tracking your food, and you become aware of what's going into your body.
1: Yeah, 100%, and I'll tell you, dude, like,
0: I'm not tracking anymore because I'm not trying to be outrageously
1: lean. I'm totally cool walking around at twelve percent body fat, and I can do that without tracking. Most people can't do that until they track unless they're just genetically gifted and which screw you. Mm-hmm. But like, regardless, um, if I wanted to get to eight percent body fat and I wanted to be shredded, I would start counting calories. Yep. like if you if you want to be shredded, if you want to like get like if you want to put on a ton of muscle and you haven't tracked, you should because otherwise you're you're blind. You have no idea what you're doing. The only reason I'm able to maintain pretty damn lean year round without tracking is because I spent two years doing it meticulously and I can basically, without any trouble, have a very good idea how many calories I'm taking in on a daily
0: basis. Exactly. And guys, one other thing when you start tracking, you're going to be able to like look at food better. Like, when you get a plate of food, you're going to say, okay, I'm getting roughly this much protein because I've got chicken or whatever it is there. And you're going to just become more aware of like how food, like what foods actually contain what stuff.
1: 100%. Yeah. It's it's all about being aware. It's like, that's it. Like, you, And I guarantee most people at some point in their life have been like, they like, did something when they were a certain age and then three years later they look back and they're like, wow, like I knew nothing when I was that age. And like, that just happens every year you look back, you're like, wow, like I thought I knew everything. And then now I know nothing. It's like every year, whether in whatever your job is, just life in general, you're always looking back and being like, wow, like I knew nothing. Well, in this moment, if you haven't tracked at all and you start tracking for 30 days, I guarantee you, you will look back and you will be like, wow, I knew nothing. And it'll completely change your life. Like, a hundred, it will change your life forever. It will make... It, listen, like, counting calories is a skill. It takes time. It's not easy when you first start because anytime you start a new skill, there's a skill acquisition period where you have to spend more time doing it. Like, it's going to take a little bit longer. It's going to take some time out of your day. But if you do it every day, meticulously, nonstop for 30 days, by the end, it's going to be a habit and it's going to be, like, just secondhand. You know it. You don't have to really, like spend too much time doing it and for me if i could do something for 30 days and then have a better handle on it the rest of my life and make having abs the rest of my life like more or like way less effort fuck yeah i'm doing it like ups. people will happily spend thousands of dollars a year on supplements with that hope and then never actually achieve it but most people aren't willing to actually spend 30 days counting calories it's like that's a, there's a reason why most people never
0: achieve their body goals exactly right people want a quick fix result and that's why they go and buy supplements and things like that So, we've gone over some really, really good things today, guys. Just to reiterate, calories still count on the weekend, okay? So make sure you track your food. Number two, if you fall off the bandwagon, whatever mistake you make, you're only one bite away from getting straight back on track. Third thing, when it comes to training, you want to make sure that you're not always trying to push that red line and lifting extremely heavy. You have to periodize and you still have to get the amount of volume in, which means high repetition work towards the end of your workouts. Then we talked about three key habits that Jordan said was making your bed every single morning, write down your three big goals for the day that you want to accomplish. So one day might be, uh, so it might be water, training, and getting your bed on time. And then the third thing you want to do is that you make sure you track your calories for 30 days to see what you're consuming every day. That way it's going to give you an idea about what you, like, whether you are getting results or not. So Jordan, I really appreciate you sharing those five big key things with us and I really want to get you on for another episode to talk about the mindset because I don't think enough people realize how important mindset is and I really think we could be able to go dive deep on that. Dude, that would be awesome, man. Anytime, this has been a blast.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, If there's anything I can do, let me know but I would love to hop on and talk some mindset
0: stuff. I think it's huge. Awesome. Now, before you go, why don't you let us know where people can find out more about you?
1: More about me. Uh, basically, if you want uh, to follow me on social media, Syatt Fitness, S Y A T T Fitness on Instagram, S-Y-A-T-T Fitness on Facebook. My website is Uh And actually, if you want, I do, I'm like really happy to give away 101 free metabolic conditioning workouts. So no money, no cost. If you go to 101metabolicworkouts.com, you can just sign up and you grab 101 of my best metabolic conditioning workouts for free uh, and then I'll be sending you a whole bunch of emails with more workouts and more nutrition tips there as
0: well. Oh, sweet. 101metabolicworkouts.com. Okay. Guys, you can get all of that in the show notes, so make sure you go back and make sure you go back and listen to this a couple times because, like I said, I broke down those points but there's still a fair few things in here that if you go over and you think about it again and again, you go, oh, yeah, I can just do that. I can just do that and just start implementing So, Jordan, thanks for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. Guys, that is another episode done and dusted. Um, If you make sure you go on the show notes, make sure you listen to this again, and I'll speak to you guys on the next episode. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Before you go, can you please do me a massive favor and share this podcast with one friend or family member who you think would benefit from listening? All you have to do is open up your podcast app, click on those three dots next to the episode, and click on Share Episode. Then you can text or email it to that friend or family member and tell them to check it out. Also, if you guys want to connect with me, I'm on all social media platforms, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to find me. It's at TysonBPT, T-Y-S-O-N-BPT. PT. Also, if you guys like the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave me a rating. This helps me get up the rankings and also helps other people find me so I can help them improve their health and fitness. Once again, thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.